Hi, my name is Amber Blair and I'm here with Dermcast TV. Today, we're with Dr. Henry Lim, dermatologist out of Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Amber. Dr. Lim's also the current president of the American Academy of Dermatology and has been kind enough to speak to us today. We're talking about photoprotection. It's a big topic and we speak about it to our patients every single day in practice. Can you help us understand how you address these patients and what education you give to them regarding photoprotection on a daily basis? It's a very good question, Amber. The, the way that I approach this and in educating our patients is that one, we want to make sure that people can go, continue to go outdoor, continue to enjoy outdoor activities. There are a lot of physical and psychological benefits of being outdoor. However, I think we need to educate our patients the proper way of photo protection. That would include the entire package of staying in the shade when outdoor, wearing appropriate clothing to protect the skin, wearing white brim hat, sunglasses to protect the eyes, and to use sunscreen on the exposed area of the skin. The other part that should be recognized is that sunscreen does get washed off, especially if you're sweating, if you get the contact with water. Mm -hmm. So when outdoor, just make sure put on sunscreen every two hours or so. That is if you participate in a lot of outdoors activities. On the other hand, if it is for daily wear type sunscreen, once a day or twice a day would be more than sufficient to do that. Excellent. When you're recommending different types of sunblock, what ingredients do you recommend a patient go for? First of all, all the sunscreen in the U.S., all the UV filters are approved by the FDA. And FDA stands behind the safety of all the sunscreen. Even though there are plenty of uh, controversies uh, in, uh, about the different type of UV filters, I want to emphasize that at this stage, you know, all the UV filters in the U.S. are quite safe and they're very, very good. So I think we should have no concern about recommending sunscreen for patients. Having said that, some patients are very sensitive of having so-called organic or non-chemical uh, filters. Then for those group of patients, what I would suggest is that to use titanium dioxide or zinc oxide containing sunscreen. It is used to be called physical sunscreen and the FDA recommend the term of using inorganic sunscreen to replace the physical sunscreen, but nonetheless, Titanium dioxide and zinc oxide containing sunscreen are very, very good sunscreen that can be used for patients who are sensitive or who are concerned about the chemical in the sunscreen. Should be noted, however, those sunscreen, no matter how well it is prepared and manufactured, it sometimes leaves somewhat a whitish residue on the mm -hmm. skin, which is fine for fair skin individuals. But for darker skin individuals, skin type four, five, and six, sometimes they would uh, notice that and it may, they may not want to use that because of the cosmetic appearance of the sunscreen. So for those individuals, I ask them to use the other type of sunscreen that are mostly chemical sunscreen, also known as organic sunscreen. Do you talk much to the patients about what SPF they should be reaching for when they make their choices? Very good question again. I usually, for daily wear, I tell patients to use SPF 30. That should be sufficient. However, if they are going to be outdoor for extended period of time, I do ask them to use at least SPF 50 or above. 
The reason for that is that because we know most of us, when we apply sunscreen, we don't apply it at the amount that the FDA mm -hmm. would uh, recommend for the testing. For testing, they requ uh, FDA recommends two milligram per centimeter square in terms of the concentration for SPF testing. We do know that when individuals use sunscreen, we all use it at less than that amount, probably about 0.5 to 0.8 milligram per centimeter square. So automatically, the in-use SPF is going to be lower than the labeled SPF. That's the reason uh, I do tend to recommend higher sunscreen, especially if patient is going to be outdoor for extended period of time, that would at least compensate for the lower in-use SPF. That makes complete sense when you describe it that way. Yeah. How do you address the patient that comes to you and is concerned about using sunscreen because they have a concern about vitamin D deficiency? That is a very, another very, very frequently asked question by patients. Uh, what has been shown is that sunscreen alone, the use of sunscreen alone, would not result in vitamin D deficiency. The main reason for that is that because, again, what I have mentioned before, when we use sunscreen, people use it at, as, at less than the amount that is used in the SPF testing. However, what has been shown definitely, patients who practice very rigorous photoprotection, meaning they put on cl clothing, they put on hair and so on, it, it can result in a lower level of vitamin D in the, in the serum. So for those group of patients, what I would suggest is that for them to take vitamin D supplement. Vitamin D supplement is very inexpensive, and it can be easily taken as a, as a tablet, and so that's what I usually recommend. 800 to 1,000 international units per day is more than sufficient.